like a stir fry. Whip it in the kitchen, wrist twisted like a stir fry. Whip it in the kitchen, wrist twisted like a stir fry. Take a whip it intermission, let the birds fly. Welcome back to the Business Stir Fry Podcast. This is episode five. Welcome, 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 everybody. We excited that everybody here, man, because we made it. Yeah, it c- we could have stopped. We could have gave man, up. We not stopping. We not stopping. We, we both been busy. Yeah, we pushing through. Yeah, you you definitely been busy, man. Like you, was, hey, you was down at uh, Cancun shooting weddings and stuff. Went to Cancun. It was a fun trip. Um, learned a lot about preparing. Uh, Especially in the business aspect, you know. Wait, you still learning? You don't know everything? I wish I knew everything, man. Gosh, y'all people hear that in business? <laughs> you do not know everything. Man, one thing I realized is I got all the way to Cancun to shoot this wedding. And uh, for people who don't know, I'm a photographer. Got all the way down there. I've never seen this couple a day in my life. No Facebook, no Instagram. They got my number from a friend. Couldn't find these guys. That's money right there. When you, ain't and- got, when you don't have a Facebook <laughs> No Instagram. It lets you know everything you need to know. They got money. And my first job when I got there, I checked in. Uh, they had me at a resort. It was amazing. It was one of those resorts that when you arrive, they don't. They know they're not going to have your room ready. So they give you a locker and a shower to go shower in so you can change. And then they'll hold your bags after you change. Yeah. So you can go and just go, go get drunk the and beach everywhere. And go, go get some alcohol. And so uh, my first job to me was like, I have to have a consultation. You know, they contacted me two weeks before this wedding started. I had no idea what they looked like, never met them before. But it was just something for me to be able to say, like, all right, you have to in business, no matter you don't you don't want to turn away business. You never say no. Exactly. You figure it out. So you figure it out on the fly. So the first thing I did was like, all right, let's have a consultation. You know, I'm I'm keeping them on schedule. I'm like, hey, you guys have a welcome cocktail. And I'm making sure that even though the welcome cocktail was in 20 minutes, I need to go upstairs Look at batteries, look at camera cards, yep. uh, take a shower, change, and be down there early. So no matter, even though they showed up a whole hour late to their welcome cocktail, but I had to be there on time because I had to show my face exactly. and be ready. But um, it's just something about that and saying, um, you know, I, I wasn't able to bring my team. So I had to be able to look at it and say, what does my team do that I need to be able to do right now? So it was a great learning experience. But anywho... Um, I'm your host. I don't even know if I introduce myself. It doesn't matter. We get off on tangents, but we I all, know, right? So I'm Mike fun. Will. I'm gonna, be, go. I'm gonna be your host. <laughs> he runs the show. We run it together, man. We run it together. We got Gavo over here. Yeah, some some days I'm Gavo, some days I'm Gavin. I don't know what you want to call me. Make sure, um, make sure you definitely follow us. Get on Facebook, look up Business Stir Fry, go on there, like a page. But if you like a page, I have a better thing I need you to do. You gotta do two things for me. First of all, you got to invite a couple of people. We only need you to invite three. If you want to invite five, we're going to love you. If invite, you invite everybody. Go like the page. Invite everybody to Business Stir Fry. If you are surrounded by individuals that need to understand business or you want to discuss business, mm-hmm. you want to grow, you got to be around like-minded individuals, folks. Absolutely. So invite everybody you know. Invite Mike. everybody to the page. Invite all your friends to the page. There's no reason why this page should not have a thousand likes we're likable people we are likable people we're so likable that if you listen to a podcast and you catch a mistake and you call us out on it we're not gonna get mad we're not gonna block you we're not gonna unfollow you we actually are gonna shout you out shout you out man we're gonna get you followers we're gonna get you followers i'm gonna shout you out Mike gonna shout you out we're gonna put you on the page i'm good for one mistake a podcast hey at least well I'm good for laughing and saying, yeah, 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 on every podcast, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's all good. I'm good for a mistake. So, yeah, I mean, so if you catch a mistake, 
Yo, we will shout you out. Um, go follow me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm at at Mike Will Inc. That's I N C as uh-huh. Incorporated, not I N K <laughs> as in Black Ink. Shouts out free promo, Black Ink. Follow me at uh, I am underscore Gavin B. And uh, I make sure I go back and like a couple of your pictures and follow you if you cool people. But we'll see. But all right, something interesting happened a couple of days ago. We in our group chat. Um, and someone in the group chat, I'm not for sure in the group chat, excuse me, they sent, uh, they said, hey, don't look at the stock numbers today. Yeah, yeah. Because you're going to, the you, market. Yeah. they were like, you know, you're not going to be happy. Don't look at it today. <laughs> Catch it another day. You'll be fine. Market, market, market's been having a tough couple of weeks here. Tough. Well, tough it, it got bad the last couple of days. Yeah, it got really, really bad. I mean, when this when this episode air, I mean, who knows where it's going to be at? Could it, be higher, could be lower. I think it climbed two hundred seven today. The Dow did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. So what's going on? Uh, you know, so there's an old adage in, in stocks. You know, selling may go away. This is not investment advice. Please do not misconstrue anything we say <laughs> as investment advice. But you know, I might know what I'm talking about a little bit. He know. So long but long story short, man, this is a little adage selling may go away. Some years it happens, some years it don't. This is this is healthy. The market really has been climbing off of off of nothing. I mean, really it's it's like a it's like a jet just just climbing through the air. Okay. You know. It has been. And it should it you know, you every time you think it's gonna run out of fuel, it doesn't. It has more fuel. So it's just it's a little bit a little bit of exhaustion, but this is not this is not it. This is not the end. It's going to pull back to help the correction. I haven't looked at a chart to see what level we should bounce off of. But uh, I, ultimately, I think the market is going to go way higher. Much, much, much higher. And mm. if you're in crypto, man, I think crypto is about to make a run, too. I'm trying to get into this um this little one out of China. But I'm not a crypto person. I don't. We know. We saw during the Bitcoin thing. Yeah, you I told, definitely- I, yeah you guys was buying in at like 17000 And I'm looking at everybody like, it's stupid. You know, but hey, hold on to it, and you might get your money back. Uh, doubt uh, it. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, probably uh, not. Yeah, hold on, hold on. But yeah, Bitcoin. I think you know. I think they, it's back over eight. Yeah, everything is about to go up, man. We, we're about to run into that market where everything is about to just go up. Uh, it doesn't look like people are like right now. Like, oh, it doesn't look like man. The market's about to do stupid things. They don't. They don't launch tech IPOs into bad markets. All right, that is true. They they launch tech IPOs into it's like strong headwinds. Like, you don't you don't you don't throw a ship with a sail out to sea with no <laughs> wind, and that's what you got with these tech companies. So, what should we be doing? Uh, you know, buy and hold. Eh, you know, if you're gonna hold it for seven eight years, sure. Okay. Uh, if you're a trader, you know, if you're a trader, you should know what you're doing. I shouldn't have to provide any insight or advice. But if you want to buy stocks, I, I would say cash is king right now. I would say save your money in places. He's been uh, saying that for a couple of yeah, days. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been saying it for like what? Like a good year. Yeah. Maybe, maybe two. Well, this last week, you've been saying it like twice a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cash is king, man. Just, just, hey, just save as much money as you can. If you're bad. At, at putting money in an account and mm. you, um and you need you need to put it in something that you can't really get Touch. access yeah. to. I, I do not give investment advice, but I personally I buy AT and T. Okay. Um that's the stock that I buy, AT and T. Um they diversify. I wasn't an AT and T fan when they bought Uverse. Uh that was a huge diversification and it let me know that the Stallworth is actually forward looking. So that was mm. that was a huge thing, you know, for me. And I want to say they bought HBO too. Don't don't quote me on that. 
Um, that's one of them things where you got to check. See if it's yeah, a you got you got to check. Out. You got to check. But uh, <laughs> but AT and T pays out a, a seriously healthy dividend. You know what's funny is uh, shit. I forgot what I was gonna say. Anyway, yeah, it doesn't even well, matter. Well, back to AT and T, it pays out a healthy dividend. So if you hold AT and T and you're going into a uh, into a crisis, I want to say AT and T dividend is like six percent right now. It just hit me. If you don't know how to save, I would suggest this: treat saving like it's a regular bill. Mm. That's what I've learned in my short time on this earth. I'm only 30. I will say this. If you learn to treat saving as a bill, you will save more. You just and do what Mike do what Mike said. Find a way where you can put that money in a place where you can't really Yeah, we can't it. really, you know, get get access to it. So, uh, I mean, you mean you, and there's tons of ways you can save. I mean, if you are Absolutely. bad bad at save, like I I can't save money in a in a bank account. It's not going to stay there. It's going to go somewhere. So I have, if I'm going to save money, I, I have to, you know, transfer it over into my account and I buy stocks and I have to buy stock and not see it and not know yeah. what I have over there. Absolutely. So, but if you, if you can't do that, um, buy physical, you know, metals, um, silver and gold. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have three, $400, you can go buy three, $400 worth of gold. Absolutely. Put it in a safe. I mean, don't tell nobody. <laughs> You're going to somebody to steal it. Put it, on, put it on Instagram. Yeah. You know, they don't show it on Instagram. But, you know what I mean? There, so, I mean, there's a lot of ways, not jewelry, like actually physical. Gold. Real. Yeah. Actual real. Please. Gold or, you know, gold coins, things like that. Those things go up in value. So there's tons of ways to save, but economy strong, man. Like one of, one of the key indicators, and you know, we'll do my list right there on one day because I do have a, a list of things that I look for for the the hmm. next market crash. I like that pot idea. Yeah, I actually got like eight eight things that I am looking for. So, yeah, we could probably bring that up in the next 10 episodes. So that'll be a dope episode, guys. Tune in. You can see, you know, my my conspiracy theory and all my weirdness <laughs> of what I think. But one of the things that what I'm looking for, if you just want, if you guys just want to think of this, is mall closures. Um, stores are closing everywhere. Absolutely. Malls are still lagging. Malls have not closed. But I, I'm look. That's to me. That's a key indicator. Um, if you're if you want to know when the stock market is about to crash, when you the first time you hear on the news this mall has closed and more malls are closing. Yeah, I mean, I, for me, that's an indicator of the next impending recession. So, well, speaking of jobs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Amazon is giving you ten grand. In yeah, they're going to deliver service. I mean, to deliver their stuff for them. You know, and I was listening on the radio this morning. And somebody said, you know, that's very smart because when I see a plain white car hop out in my neighborhood, can you imagine being in a bad? poor neighborhood and a white van just pop out and somebody just <laughs> run up with you know you don't know what to expect yeah. and you know i was listening to the radio and the guy was like oh i let one of my dogs out and i you know i felt bad because it was an amazon person and you know but they're giving you so you can rebrand i think that's actually very amazing what's your key, what's your idea with jobs in this economy because you're saying it's going up we know it's going to plateau then you know i mean unemployment right now is four uh, percent trump said you're welcome yeah, yeah, all, <laughs> all hell the king, right? <laughs> <laughs> he said you're welcome. So I mean, look, recessions happen, and, okay, and, and, and it shouldn't be something that you should be afraid of. The reason why we have business stir fries because we over here we focus on entrepreneurship, absolutely. And if you're if you're discussing entrepreneurship and working for yourself, businesses that start during recessions are the businesses that thrive the most. Uh, people actually have. When you to start your own business, people have more liquidity because they have lost their job. They do have severances. They do have four hundred one ks. 
money that they should not be spending, but unfortunately, you don't have a job, you don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. So there, there is liquidity in these markets. It's just that most of that money goes to, you know, paying for the house, the rent, the Wi-Fi, private school, all these different places. And that's where people actually start, you know, finding businesses and restarting yeah. businesses. And if you listen to this podcast, we want you to be on the front end of that. We want you to be in front of the curve. But, I mean, there's a low unemployment everywhere. The U.K. has the lowest unemployment in 45 years. Our unemployment in the United States is under, I said 4%, I just pulled it up, it's under 4%. Trump said you're welcome. So, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, I think that's crazy, like 3.7% unemployment. But there's a flip side of that. So, okay. uh, I... I, I see this ongoing theme now of people saying, you know, yep. they're they're anti colleges and they're anti education. Me. So and well, not not education, excuse me. Yeah, but anti colleges and, and I can't disagree. I mean college, public school rates in the past decade are up fifty five percent. Hmm. That's crazy. So yeah. so not only are wages not going up. Yeah, but the debt that you got to take out to to get that wage so is higher. So let me say this, and this might be a little personal, but I don't care. She's gonna cuss me out regardless. My wife, she went to a private university, even though we were just talking about public. Yeah. And luckily for her, um, her school is forty five grand a year, and luckily for her, she only had to do the school for two years, and she had a lot of scholarship money, so it wasn't as expensive. However, People that she went to school with went to that school for four years. They have a hundred and sixty that's crazy thousand dollars in debt. And what's crazier to me, and I don't want to say I mean stupid is just a, a sad word to use, <laughs> but I feel like it they go off and they'll be take chefs. An advantage of because they go yeah. and be chefs where they the, the max they're gonna make is sixteen dollars an hour, yeah. right? They're gonna make, you know, if they keep moving up, maybe they'll tap out around the seventeen, eighteen, nineteen dollars an hour. Yeah. They're never gonna be able to pay, pay back, you know, a hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty grand yeah. of schooling. So, um, you know, I said it loosely being funny, but my thing on college is this. We don't teach uh, certain colleges. I heard something amazing one day. It says, you know, when you go to Harvard, Yale, even when you're Dukes, you're Chapel Hills, they teach you um, how to create businesses. Yeah. They teach you how to create stuff that uh, society doesn't know they, they need yet. Yep. Versus you go to, shout out to UNCC. Y'all a public not, school. A public yeah, school. Public they teach school. you, say, hey, how can you be the best manager? Exactly. How can you be the best you know, hopefully maybe a couple of you guys can become a CEO. And that's and that's the problem with education is that we're not we we're not taking entrepreneurship seriously. Mm, we're okay. we're really taking entrepreneurship to be something that's like outside of the bubble. So right now in the world, entrepreneurship is all the weird people that you get in your Facebook feed, right? All your mm-hmm. ads of, of these coaches and gurus, you know, these are the entrepreneurship, you know, people that are selling funnels. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> that's all you, that's all, those are the entrepreneurship. <laughs> well, the, the owner is the guy who actually owned the funnel. Everybody else is a salesperson. Mm-hmm. So no one is really teaching entrepreneurship and strategy. Now, if you go to a public school and if you go to the business college, you'll get a little bit of that learning how to create business. But what they're really training you for is middle management. Absolutely. Because the top institutions, you know, to go the, the elite institutions, they're they are the they're the institutions that are teaching you how to, to your point, create industry. 
Yeah. Now that's different because when you create industry, you are understanding what innovation is. Mm-hmm. And if you run a business, innovation isn't a good thing for you all the time. If yeah. you're if you're running Kodak <laughs> yeah. and then digital cameras come out, if you can't prop if you cannot pivot quickly, you're lost. You're done. Innovation because innovation is the destruction of the old and the bringing in of the new. I ran into this myself when we when we actually had a cell phone repair. We had a store on eBay. Mm-hmm. Innovation put us out of business. We we saw it too late. Yeah, we got in too late. Mm-hmm. The margins was too low, and it literally put us out of business. Now we still we still had some funds, but we were out of business. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, there's definitely a difference, and but there's definitely a growing sentiment. On one side of the aisle, on the political spectrum, which is anti-college, and I'm not, I'm not anti-college because I think college, I think college does something really good. Yeah, you, you have to in college, you have to be able to defend your viewpoint. Absolutely, and, and I, and I think that's one of the most important things that you're going to learn as a person. Mm-hmm. And the second thing about college is it exposes you to different people, people different cultures. You you learn that you have to learn how to resource. You learn that you know you can't you cannot source from one place. You need to find this answer multiple times in accredited sources. Mm-hmm. So I think college really teaches you, gives you the roadmap of how to research, and it gives you the the opportunity to work with different people. The anti college establishment and and we talked about the PayPal mafia last week. Peter Peter Till is huge on it, mm-hmm. and that's a huge thing on that side of the aisle on the political spectrum. I was at Startup Grind. Either last week or the week before, and they had a local councilman here in Charlotte, mm-hmm. and he spoke. And they actually, uh, he he runs a, a nonprofit that actually does a pretty cool thing, where they take underprivileged individuals mm-hmm. and they teach them how to code, and then they get them working into the banks. Charlotte's a bank of city, if you guys do not know, and they get them into the banks as coders. So by their third year, they, that person has went from no income to what coders make, which most of the time is six figures. Yeah, absolutely. so. And and again, it's it's no college; it's just straight trade. Yeah. So I I definitely think that we we definitely need to get back more trade centric. But the idea that we should do away with colleges, we probably need to get away with some electives. You know, we yeah. probably need to get away <laughs> with you know with, with some with some things that trip students up. You know, foreign language. You know, it should be an elective; should not be mandatory. Mm-hmm. It it normally kills a semester or two. Yeah. For most college students, uh, advanced maths normally kill a, a semester or and two. And we have BS electives. Exactly. Altogether. So I shouldn't have. I shouldn't be able to take a running class. Not, not definitely not anti-college, but I, I, the fact when I read that public institutions are fifty-five percent higher in the last decade, that's that's retarded. And what you let me tell you this: we both attended UNCC for a uh, for a portion of our lives. Yep. And me and you both noticed because we went there. There was a point in time where your student fees was just as much as tuition. Yeah, yeah, it, it was stupid, and it was mind boggling. You were looking at it, and you were it like, stupid. "Why am I?" But it was still cheaper than South Carolina, though. It Absolutely, was crazy. It was Absolutely. Crazy. Shout out because our school was young, yeah. so that's why. <laughs> but it was kind of like this is mind boggling. We don't have a football team, you know. This is before they were thinking about getting a football team, but it was like we don't have a football team. Uh, it's a huge school. It's the only school in this huge city. Yeah, I want to change it from the University of North Carolina, Charlotte, though. Real talk. I want the name change. I want it to be the University of Charlotte. It might as well be because this yeah. whole North Carolina system is just. Yeah, I know the rest of y'all don't care, but shouts out to my alma mater. Shouts out to the school that I started at, South Carolina Gamecocks. Did not finish, but I did party my ass off there. There we go. Shouts too out. Too much fun. Michael Phelps said he had fun too. Hey, man, it's nothing like. Hey, real talk. <laughs> 
Best thing you can do is go to college. Hey, spend all the money you can to party. Even if you drop out, you never. It's, it's worth it. It is worth it. He wouldn't give y'all advice on uh, stocks. I will tell you, waste your money in college though. <laughs> but make it through the first semester so you can party. Your sophomore year is your best year. Yes, I. You know what? I took pictures of a high school senior last week. I said. Get through your first semester. Get through your first year. Yeah, get through your first year. And I told him, I said, after your first semester, 70% of your friends going to be on probation. <laughs> I said, because they're going to party. I said, yeah. you are going to get through that first year. I said, your sophomore year. Sophomore year. Do your thing. Class. Hey, I said, go to college. Go to college at least for two years. At least for two years. You have to. Um, Your favorite comedian. Oh, gosh, man. <laughs> oh, gosh. Look, 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 look. Greatest look, comedian. Look. Byron Allen is not a fucking comedian. <laughs> he is a comedian. He is not a comedian. I'm so sick of reading this. All right, and, and excuse <sighs> me for being annoyed at this. Passion. This man, this man is a, this man is a fucking mogul, and I <laughs> and I hate you. Look, I do not want to curse my podcast. All right, this man is a mogul. This man is not a comedian. Not according to Yahoo. Stop, stop, stop referring to this man as a comedian. Do we do we refer to to titans of industry as college students? No, they graduated from it. That tightens the end. Do we call Mark Zuckerberg a college dropout? Do we say dropout runs Facebook? Dropout runs Microsoft? No. Nah, so let's stop, stop calling this guy a comedian. All right? He ain't a comedian. The man ain't told a joke in 30 years. Well, according to Bloomberg, comedian Brian Allen, he did something crazy, amazing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sorry for the rant. So sorry for the rant. So sorry. <laughs> We appreciate it because it is something crazy to say. How does a man who closes a nine point six billion, not nine point six million, you know, <laughs> he made Sinclair stock jump thirty percent in one day because he did. So Byron Allen, if you don't know Talk who Byron it. Allen is, Byron Allen is the guy that did. He's uh, an ex comedian. Yeah, he's, he's ex-comedian. let's call it correctly. Yeah, he's the guy that bought the Weather Channel not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he produced a ton of shows that came out in the late nineties, uh-huh. early two thousands. Uh, this, this guy, this guy is this guy's Merv Griffin on steroids, and, <laughs> and I'm probably dating myself right now. But if you watch talk shows like Merv Griffin during the eighties and nineties, was like produced everything. That's sort of what Byron Allen is right now. Uh-huh. So Byron Allen owns the Weather Channel. He owns all those dot TV channels that showed up on your U-verse because he sued them to get his channels on <laughs> uh probably 10 years ago. This 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 man this man has moved like he like he's a case study. He's Absolutely. worth studying to understand what business is. But uh last week or 2 weeks ago, he ended up buying he did the deal with Sin- Sinclair Broadcasting. To whereas they bought over ten billion dollars worth of sports networks, so they bought mm-hmm. Fox Sports College uh, from Disney, and then like a bunch of other twenty one Century Fox as- assets, and then twenty one regional sports networks. So I don't know if that includes, you know, like your colleges or your conferences, colleges. But anyway, he owns all of them now. And then if you think that that was done, like no, he he actually had a hundred and like. 65 million or 185 million left in his pocket and bought four local television stations as well. Disney, uh, 21st Century Fox, and Fox Sports. Yeah, I mean, after he just spent 300 million on the weather, we got it. We need, got I need to write this down. We need to, we need to buy an Allen episode. We really, really do. We guys, he stop calling this man a comedian, man. I hate that I missed him last year in Charlotte. 
He's probably <laughs> like probably my favorite uh, business person to study. And what I like, so so Byron Allen, uh, when he started his business, like gosh, we we got to tell the podcast. We like we yeah. we, we got to do a podcast. So because yeah. I'm not gonna do any service to to, to his what story, he's done. yeah, what he's done right now. But one of the things that I love about Byron Allen is uh, one of his statements, and I'm gonna finally quote uh, when they were like, w- like what kept him going, mm-hmm. and he like he he failed. Like I mean, Byron Allen, he's like, God, he told he told the story. You can actually YouTube um, YouTube Byron Allen Fireside Chat Charlotte, and it should pull up. Okay, but he tells the story of how basically. I mean, he like almost had lost everything, and people was people were asking like, "Well, what kept you going?" And it, it it's what every entrepreneur thinks. Like, if it. I if I fail, no big deal. But if I don't try, I can't live with myself. It's mind boggling. It's mind boggling, man. Yeah. It's it's, a, it's such a crazy mindset. But if that's your mindset, this is your podcast, folks. Exactly. This is your podcast to understand, you know, how to build business, and we'll just hop on that. You know, real quick, Dan. We we're not gonna go too long, but mm-hmm. that's how you build a business. Y'all know my three steps, right? You got your ideal phase, your build phase, and your reveal phase. Those yep. are the three things that you have. You know, there's only three things you can sell: product, service, expertise. Mm-hmm. That's all you can sell, guys. Mm-hmm. So if you if you know that first part, and if you have the second part, you can go in business for yourself. But the problem with most businesses is middle management. Yeah. So when you run your own business, you got to make sure you don't have the habits. Of middle management and those habits, and we're going to go over those real quick today because this is something that you really want to make sure that you do not do when you start your business. Is you want to make sure you can avoid managing by objective. So mm. you have what's called, you know, managing by extrapolation. Okay. You know the old saying, if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So that's that's <laughs> the the saying of doing things the same way. So you know you walk in a room. <laughs> And people just, you know, because we've done it this way for 20 years, we're going to keep doing it for the next 20 years. Yeah. And we talked about earlier, you know, innovation. And that's how that's how you get destroyed is because you never pivot. You never change. There was someone this week that made a business pivot. Oh, a young lady that started a business. She just pivoted her business. I'm going to sit down and talk with her next month just to learn. Like, because I want to know what did she see that made her pivot? Her business, and that's the, that's the biggest part of entrepreneurship is you'll start one place, like you'll start, yeah. like oh, we're gonna do a magazine, and then you're doing a podcast, or you'll start doing a podcast, and now you're doing videography, you know. So do not be afraid to pivot in business. You, you know, so, so yeah. funny. Uh, <laughs> it makes you think about when Instagram first came out. They were known as we do pictures because pictures, you know, at that yep. time. Pictures used to get you like 400% of engagement, right? Mm-hmm. And they said, you know what? Let's actually just start doing video. Yep. And guess what they did? They pretty much said by Snapchat, they got rid of, you know, um, Vine. They really put other brands, if they didn't cut their numbers in half, they put them out of business. So it's just something that they said, hey, we got to pivot just so we can keep the eyes in the consumer. So that is a great uh Objective that you just brung up there. Yeah, I mean Snapchat. I mean, gosh, that's a, that's a pod, man. Evan, who took it on yeah. the chin, yeah, taking yeah. it on the chin. He getting he's he's still in the fight that I'm pretty sure he wants to get out of. Yeah, well, he they try to buy it for four billion. He said no, and then it's like, all right, forty eight laws of power, man. Bro, <laughs> you do not have an adversary if you cannot eviscerate your enemy. That is not an adversary. That he, is not an enemy. 
If you cannot eviscerate your enemy, man. Bet you'd take that $4 billion now if hey, you man. could. <laughs> Forward, backward, horizontal integration. <laughs> Pretty sure he should have learned this in business school. We'll do a podcast on you, Evan. Yeah. We'll do a Snapchat podcast on you. That's not going to hurt. Yeah. Let's go, <laughs> uh, let's go to the next one. Hey, uh, managing by crisis. And if you have a job, especially retail, okay. if you work retail, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, your manager, your supervisor probably manages by crisis, which means... They manage by reacting to everything. Mm-hmm. They there is no problem that they can foresee. No, and 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 it's always you know mass speak to the manager instead of hey let's do everything this month to avoid that happening next month. No, they got a it's a reaction. No, job. It's a reaction job. Shout out to Target. There you go. So managing by crisis, <laughs> man. This is probably the worst form. This is probably the worst of any habit that you can have. Because you don't want your business to whereas every time something happens, you're reacting to that. Because sometimes that needs to be ignored. Sometimes Absolutely. that's need to be cut off. Sometimes that needs to be put to bed. And the only thing you'd be doing is swimming. That's it. In the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that ain't where you want to be swimming. He's you want to swim in a pool in Vegas. Absolutely. <laughs> no, you're just going to be drowning the whole time trying to keep your head above water. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, next one managing by subjective so with this one so this is this is where when you you get a job and they don't really tell you what to do they just throw you to the wolves like we're we're gonna see we're gonna see if you could we're gonna see if you can figure it out and most of the time that's because they don't know what the hell to do nah they can't figure it out you don't want to start your business this way you want to you want to know everything about your business Mm -hmm. um brother works for a foot a food company yeah no matter where you are in that food company you're going to go into one of their kitchens Absolutely. no matter how high up in the hierarchy you go <laughs> you are stepping into a kitchen and that's so you know what is actually going on on the forefront most businesses don't have that you get into middle management you get into you know higher level management you ain't got a clue what's going on one of the reasons that i created tip to tip in grad school was because I was I was actually in the functional level, and most of the time when I talked to upper management, they had no idea what how to fix anything because they don't know what we do. You know what's so funny? Uh, speaking of that company that your brother worked for, uh, my wife had to study that company. Yeah. In school because she went to hospitality school. Yep. And one thing that uh she said they she said that brand is so praised in her school simply because. To be at the top of the company, you have had to work every job. Yep. From being a greeter to whatever you might think. To yep. cleaning toilets. Like, you're going to do everybody's job so you can kind of understand, like, what's, you know, what it takes. Yeah. So, that's amazing. Yeah. You got to you gotta know what's missing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like being a chef and you don't taste what you eat. Like yeah. <laughs> you, really, you don't really have a clue of what's going on. I mean, you have a clue because you added all the ingredients, but... Did you add too much? Yeah. Did you not add enough? Absolutely. You know, most of the time what's perfect is it's just the last key. That's one of the biggest things about entrepreneurship, right? We're in the kitchen right now. Yeah. You know why we're in the kitchen? Because everything you need is in the kitchen. Absolutely. Yeah, you, when, you, you, <laughs> when, you, when you sit down on the couch, you've taken everything you need from the kitchen. Now you can relax. So when you're starting your business, we're going to put everything you need together. Like this is you putting it together. Uh-huh. And then one day you'll be able to sit down. You one day you'll be able to step out of the kitchen. But for right now, if you're starting a business, if you're in the middle of a business, you want to scale. This is, this is where you need to be. 
Absolutely. You need to be in the kitchen. And the last one is managing by hope. And most of the time, <laughs> most of the time, the employees are probably more guilty of this than upper management because the employees are just hoping their boss know what the hell they're going to do today <laughs> or, or how to fix a problem. And managing by hope is where you just basically taking it day by day. You're just showing up. And that's not what you want in your business. You, you don't want to just show up in your business. I'm guilty of it. I, this is what I'm guilty of is that every day, Cold coffee. I'm just showing up, mm-hmm. and I need to. And I need to grab it by the horns. I need to have a little bit more strategy. I need to dive into a little bit more. So, why do you think most people do that? Is it because, uh, because 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 the other half of people don't even show up. Mm. So you know, at, at least if you show up, you're doing more than everybody else. But mm. if you're trying to win, though, you're gonna have to do a little bit more, right? Like if you don't show up, it's just a forfeit. And most yeah. people that are employees, it's yeah. a forfeit. Yeah. They've already said I'm never going to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they, so they're they're taking the L and they're leaving. Whereas if you just show up, I mean, you could get lucky, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, some, and sometimes that's what we're looking for. It's like, man, you know, I may get lucky, but you got you got you got to do more. You cannot manage by hope. You really, really, really can't take it day by day. You need to, you need the goal set. Yeah, you need to put targets out there, and then mm-hmm. you need to go and achieve those targets. And then when you miss those targets, you need to be able to sit down. And assess what you missed and figure out why you missed it. Because then in the next other 30, 60 days, you won't miss it again. Or you exactly. won't miss it for the same reason. Exactly. It's a pivot. So those are just the tips for the day. Hope you guys had fun, tuned in. Yeah. Hopefully it was a good ride home. Hopefully, Hope so. Hope hopefully so. you learned something. Um, if anything, you know, you learned about college, which you not don't need do need to do and what you don't need to do. Uh, you learned about the economy. Um, and definitely those things, you know. It's pretty sad that you, as you hear some of those things about managing business, you can think of some brands that you know or experiences where you've worked at and you said, man, we definitely managed by crisis. We definitely, you know, ran the business by just that hope factor. So hopefully you learned something. Uh, Run this back. Tag your friends in the comments. Make sure you send this to them and we'll holler at y'all next week. Yep.